Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fresh Talk, episode number 35, with me, Chris. 35, Kai. Dan. And special guest today. I'm Phil. Wow, Phil. <laughs> way to kick it off. with way to, way to bring the energy. Way to bring the thunder. The thunder. I thought yeah. I was going to get more of an intro. Just <laughs> oh, that's okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with our very good friend, Mr. Phil Tibbs. You may know Phil from the band Curtsy, who he's in with Kai. Or Phil not. was also part of the Calamity. And for our friends over in the UK, Phil filled in for Kai on our last tour of the UK. He did. So when he's not playing with Kai, he's stealing Kai's gigs. It's basically what's going on. He's playing Just, as Kai. It yeah. was perfect, too, because we're similar, like, in shape and size. So, like, I feel like there was probably people that didn't even notice. They just thought I got Absolutely. Some and I was playing your guitar, and I got called Kai at least three different times. That's yeah. perfect. It's That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, we Mission actually accomplished. Yeah, at one point we just made him turn around and just referred to him as Kai and like Kai's I, having a I bad night and he's just <laughs> <laughs> stop turning Kai's around. Kai's having a bad night. Yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah well, thanks for doing that. <laughs> do what you got to do. But Phil is here joining us this week uh, for our weekly discussion of uh, things around the world and great news. Maybe not great news, but for me, great news. Just hours ago, Team USA was eliminated from the World Cup. This is true. Why are you so anti-America? What's your What's your deal? Well, I, you know, we discussed this. I, I, what, I thought yeah, it was I a mean, very. You don't have to root for them, but why hate? On? In the powerful episode, two girls, one World for, Cup. You're rooting for Belgium over America. I, I, oh. Yeah, you know, I just don't. I've like had our, some good times in Belgium too, but come on, man. I like to. I like the fact that there's a sport we suck at. I like the fact that everybody gets pumped up. There's There were goobs on TV today, goobs, that were like, we're starting American football like clubs. You know how like they'll be like, they root for them like our buddy Ben in Redemption. Yeah, like, you know, are. like they're like, they're like, we're the American outlaws. And like, it was like dudes in cowboy hats and like soccer jerseys and like, and they did a whole segment on, on ESPN. Let's support that because that's, that's Darwinism right there. I mean, that's genetic thing. <laughs> and they were showing like different stadiums that were showing the games and people like pouring in to watch it. And all I could think of, I felt like a diabolical, like bad guy, like, you know, like look at all those fools who will be destroyed in just an hour. And literally one hour later, they showed them all walking out sad. <laughs> I wish you would have said that in a Bane voice. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do Bane after you did it, dude. Yeah. yeah. God, three uh, years and 340 or so days till we'll ever hear Chris talk about soccer again. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Unbelievable. Man, and, so and the, rest, the rest of the country will give up. And on I love how we always get through. We get through that 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 fun round, that round where you can lose and still win. The group of death. But, but the minute you get to that first knockout round, <laughs> we just shit the bed every yeah, year. It's true. We we did shit the field. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, that but that wasn't even shitting the field. Shitting the field was that fucking tie game where you know mm -hmm. the last game, not not Germany, but the one before that, Portugal. Portugal. Yeah. That was zero. Oh, zero. Come on. No, no, it was tied, and like the the tie goal, they should have won the game. The tie goal was the very end. It was bullshit. Yeah, oh, and Mexico, obviously, Mexico out. is huge around this part of the world. I actually caught a little bit. See, as much as I'm hating on soccer, I have to admit, I have been following it. I've actually <laughs> been staying up on like who's winning and watching some highlights, and I kind of got. I'd not caught up in it, but just I, you know, from a distance, if you just watch the highlights, and it, it, it is, it is fun. The the excitement, the energy levels high. Like you're like you know. that self loathing gay guy that constantly makes gay jokes. Totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, no, you actually are. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Changing subjects. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Touche. Um, actually, there's no touche there. That you just shit on me. I didn't right. Shit on you first. Shit on Jay. Uh, so, so I mean, I kind of followed it, but like, it's weird to see the deflate though. Like with Mexico yeah. and and USA being gone, literally, it was like. And I was downtown today, and I actually heard there were people on a bar. I don't know if it was Amigos or whatever, but a cheer like during the USA game. It was weird to hear like a bar like you know three in the afternoon like yeah. But it was the no, it wasn't them when they scored because it was the oh. You know, but to hear like, you know, like, you know, that, that they missed a shot, you know, but that was crazy to like in the middle of a day in America, hear a full bar explode with joy over sports. Cause I, it doesn't really happen here. I mean, like on weekends or night, you know, but I mean, a weekday, middle of the day. That's the thing is, you know, with sports, if there's anything big sporting wise for us, it's always at nighttime because they're not fucking stupid. If there's like the NBA finals or anything, they're doing it at night because they want those ratings. But these are in Brazil. So they do it during the day. I yeah. was at work today. And it's like every single – I mean, I work in a doctor's office. Every patient, every person is monitoring that game. People are sitting in the waiting room watching it on their phones. They have it on all the TV. It's crazy. It's pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 year old people. and we lost two to one, and I guess we were down two nothing. I caught a little bit like on the radio when I was driving around, and then I guess some real young kid came in and, and actually kicked the goal I with a couple minutes left. He was like a late sub. Yeah, and they brought him in, and they were actually – the dude Should have put him in instead of hand job McGee. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hand job McGee. He must I've just know, been yeah. thinking about them sweet eighth grade jack sessions and fucking just let those goals go. I do feel going. like it's he he did. That's what really ruined Team USA was he heard this podcast and he just couldn't stop thinking about that J. Maybe, maybe he didn't get a J before the game and that's what threw him off. I know it's brutal. He did so we lost by one? But like, what's weird about soccer is so hard to score a goal and then all of a sudden somebody scores a goal and suddenly the announcers there's this this hope and it's like you have just been telling us for like two hours that it's almost unheard of to get a goal. Now there's two minutes left, and I'm supposed to get excited like a Hail Mary football game. Hey, like, man, anything can happen now. You just told Portugal me for an hour that it's ridiculous, the idea of them getting a goal. You know? How often is USA the underdog in anything? I mean, we were an underdog to an African team. I'm pretty sure it doesn't even have running water in that country. And we were like, oh, they're two-to-one favorites. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Insane. Our, our plug sockets have three you holes. You just distracted <laughs> them with bottled water. <laughs> yeah. So, so AZT, you get out? Look at this fucker. Yeah, so, you, you throw this game, this whole case is yours. <laughs> I got some AZT and some bottled water. Yeah, yeah I snuck an age joke in. It so feels what? like, you know, the cup, the cup is, the cup is uh, runneth over here in America. Uh, in so, other sports news, the Los Angeles Dodgers... Are in first place of the National League West as, yeah. of, as of two days yeah. ago. And 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 speaking speaking of Phil, Phil was actually at the no hitter that Kai uh, did not we've attend. We talk about this two weeks in a row. Yeah, we do, we do. It just what's a point? It's a good point of contention with Phil. He was there, you know. I was there. Thirty days yeah. of mourning. You remember Phil is one of the guys that was at the no hitter that Dodzi <laughs> didn't go to. The Dodger know? fans, one of the mm. Dodger fans. Yep. So now, but now America is, and I, we're going to talk about summer a little bit today. But America is in full swing baseball because this is this weird period of time where there's no other sports usually there's always two major american sports competing with each other and a lot of people were saying the world cup finally filled that void of like everyone was into the world cup now it's done we got no hockey we got no football yet we got no basketball we got no world cup we're out of that so it is just in america it is baseball until september 
Yeah, and it's just about the All-Star break. We have a couple weeks until the All-Star game. And then uh, we start the second half of the season. That's how it was in America in the early 1900s when none of those commie sports existed. It was just baseball. Baseball Baseball and horse racing. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure rodeo is still happening. (laughs) NASCAR, does that ever stop? I don't even You could drive around in circles any any time of the year. I will watch a soccer game any day of the week before NASCAR. I don't get NASCAR. It's just... It's it's insanity. Insane. I would rather run around in a white circle person. myself than watch NASCAR. Yeah, absolutely. I, do. I would rather watch you run around in a circle than watch NASCAR. <laughs> it's insane, and and then people follow it, and there's teams and leagues it's and massive. points, and it, it's huge. And there's people that like that's what they do, so and it's big. like you're just watching people. I, I w- there's drive points. cars. I don't believe that the people that watch that understand the concept of math. Yeah. There's no way there's po- the points must be very simple. I mean like what's the difference of like literally setting up a lawn chair on the freeway and getting a beer and just watching cars fire past is like he's fast. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 I would rather trickle. watch the freeway because there's a, you could there's a chance you're going to see something way crazier. Yeah. I mean, you may see a chase, you may see a super yeah. crazy accident. NASCAR they just goes the, motorcycle in circles. Yeah. And then everyone OJ Simpson drive Yeah, by you may see some titties. Yeah. And every once in a while a, a car crashes and flies into the audience and murders you. I mean, it just doesn't seem like a sport that uh, it's insane. Yeah, that's a that's, weird one, boy. And you know, if any of us went to one, just, just ah, fuck it. I've never done it. I, mm. I have this opportunity. We would be that statistic. Mm. Like oh. I fucking knew I shouldn't have gone. And you're the guy that gets yeah. killed. The guy yeah, that exactly. Be there. Although I do hear it, it is one of those weird sports that becomes a bit of a lifestyle. Like if you do get bit by the bug, the way they do it, it's done in a very, it's a very fan friendly experience. Supposedly, <laughs> a lot like meth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is a very fan friendly experience, you know. But like you, just the way they do it, you get, you, you can go out on the field. You can meet the people. You really have a. It's one of those sports they really take care of you for whatever it's worth. You know where I feel like some other sports don't invite you in as much, and that's one that they're like it's a lifestyle. It's a real culture. You know. Interesting. Eh, but fuck it, some lame ass redneck shit. <laughs> so uh, moving on to some segments. Kai, are there any any music this week you'd like to yeah. uh, turn people on to? Uh, there is. There's not too much actually. Just a few. Um, one uh, band called Old Crow Medicine Show. Haven't. I know yeah. the name. I'm not super you might familiar. Dig it. They're, it's like a very Americana kind of modern. So it, it is an Americana name. For yeah, it, fairly know. punk edge. Banjo singer plays banjo. It's really really cool. Um, like their stuff in general. New record. I haven't heard it, but I'm sure. I'm sure it's they. They tend to not go too far outside of what they mm. do. Uh, the other one is a new band called Beverly. That people from other bands that you may have heard of, but it's sort of like imagine if you took the Rentals and Veruca Salt and like. Made them make a summertime record is kind of what it sounds like. Could be bad. I like it a lot. It's it's very oh. power pop. It's like okay. girl okay. power pop with really cool. Harmonies. Weird because you're not a big fan of female singers. That's that's my point. No, yeah. I'm, I'm certainly not. But I, I fully back this band. I like it. its album's called Careers. And then a band every time I die. Who we everybody knows them. Every now yeah big Hot damn big hardcore band. Uh, good dudes. I'd like to do a tribute band called Every Time I good Eat dudes. Pie. They got me incredibly drunk at Gros Rock, so I will always hold into them. Band. So it, nice. And, but anyway, they have a new record out. I'm sure it's going to be awesome because their their records. Yeah, those guys cool. blew up. Yeah. That's a bit of the Sweeve Mo genre, wouldn't yeah. you say, John? You're yeah. a big Every Time I Die man. They're a great band. I wouldn't say I'm big Every Time I Die man, but yeah, definitely in my uh, repertoire. Uh-huh. Fair yeah. Also, uh, Braid. 90s quintessential emo band. They have a new record coming oh, out actually. Really? actually streaming on NPR right now, and I actually really? listen to a lot of it on Fully? NPR. Yeah, they're streaming the like. Oh, that means they're gonna go. John's on tour gonna blow again. up. Yeah. That's. I was <laughs> always sort of in the you know the Hey Mercedes camp. You're either in the Hey Mercedes or the Braid camp, and I I like those. Which Hay is Mercedes the same record. singer, right. same Bob singer, Nana, great Bob Nana. singer. Yeah. 
But yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. Actually. I like uh, I, I like lo- their songs on on the split. Yeah, yeah, dude. That and that EP they put out too. They put out just an EP uh, before that split. Really? It's called Closer to Close. Oh, it's yeah. four perfect songs, man. Mm. It's like four of the best songs they've ever written. So I'm pumped for that record. We John and I saw them a couple of years ago. They did just a couple of reunion shows. They didn't yeah. really do a tour, but they did. They did a show in L.A. and a show, I think, in San Francisco. And John quintessential Austin. troubadour band. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. They Damn played their big record, <laughs> yeah. their big record front to back, and then played a bunch of sh- like just whatever anybody wanted to hear afterward. It was pretty badass. Yeah, it was cool. cool. It was a great show. Cool, uh, excellent. So, so we'll go over those picks again, real quick, Kai. What, what's coming out this week? That's every good? time I die. Old Crow Medicine show. Beverly. Beverly. And Phil, you said the Braid record is streaming currently on NPR. Correct. Hmm. National Public Radio. Release date, but will be a Super Tuesday indeed. If I'm not mistaken, I think I heard on NPR that Old Crow Medicine Show had two co-writes with Bob Dylan on this record. Wow. (laughs) What's that co-writing session? Makes sense. That, uh, that, the, um, That's actually the, on NPR, he was talking about that. Wow. What it was like. That's yeah. crazy. The wow. singer of that band does a lot of like solo stuff. He just plays banjo and sings and like it's he's one of those dudes he'll he plays around LA all the time. Just he'll like and, hey dude, the guy's playing an art gallery, you wanna go? And when you anytime you go to see him, there's other people there like that. Like Tom Petty's out at the show and you're standing in the uh, fucking art gallery next to Tom Petty watching you know, this dude play music. I always think about crazy. like what's the world gonna be like when Bob Dylan dies? Like and because it's coming soon. I mean it's one of we've talked about this before, but yeah. he's in that group of, you know, iconic rock guys that it's just a matter of time it's yeah. not a deadpool thing I can tell it's just you, you know we're gonna have to it's gonna i mean we're gonna hear it's gonna be big you know, I, I mean that's huge. big i mean because yeah i you know that's he, mccartney big yeah for sure for sure I, you know bob dylan mccartney i would say that those would be the two biggest skies that could die in rock and roll is that yeah i think that's realistic yeah. cash is gone like Anybody mm-hmm. else like iconic like that? Although I don't approve of it, I think Mick Jagger is yeah. pretty close. People yeah, would be Keith really Richards. freaked Keith out. Richards, mm-hmm. yeah. Richards. Anybody else of that stature? Bowie. Who's that? Yeah, Bowie. David Bowie. Yeah, but he's not. I, I mean, still don't think he's on that level. No, no. He's yeah. Well, but he's he'll be he'll be revered. But I'm talking like like the radio will yeah. be interrupted. Like Paul McCartney is dead. You know. I think he's get, McCartney's going to outlive them all. Yeah. Motherfuckers like. 300 years no Ringo like Ringo looks yeah. good of course dude. Ringo's gonna be the last yeah. one alive and he's just and he's, gonna... the, he's the oldest one too oh and he's the worst one yeah <laughs> he should have been the first one to die unbelievable yeah people wouldn't even notice he died they just keep the Beatles still be together just rolling <laughs> yeah. on yeah. god yeah a world without Bob Dylan is a weird thing to think of because I mean the reverence he has already is gonna go to a whole he's new gonna level he's gonna die on stage probably yeah, the Santa Barbara Bowl you know something <laughs> that blows my mind about him is he just he's he's like a machine I mean, dudes like him should be like, hey, I don't tour. I make an appearance once or twice yeah. a year. But he actually just kept going and going and going. And the his older voice he's gotten. Died like 10 years ago. Yeah, I mean, he can't. Is he, I mean, honestly, I, he was his voice was never good. And I'm a big Dylan fan, but it's virtually unlistenable now. It's bad. You know? I went to see him a couple of years ago. What are your guys' favorite Dylan records? Ooh, Start that's with a, CJ. Go ahead. Eesh. I'll Blood go with Blood on the tracks. I, that one, since you said that, I'll go with the Free Will and Bob Dylan. Okay. I think I have to say Nashville Skyline. Ooh, nice. I just that's I just I listen to it the most. I love it. 
Big Dylan guy, Dan? Do you know Dylan enough not, to have a favorite record? Not being too much of a, of a Dylan fan, I'm going to have to go with Blood on the Tracks, which I do enjoy, mm. but I really haven't explored the catalog. There might mm. be something out there for me that I just and, haven't man, there's, I mean, you, we haven't even mentioned like Highway 61 Revisited. Yeah, I mean, like, like there's like a period where it's like, and then even the some of the latter records, they'll always give you two or three amazing songs, you know? Still, even the ones he put out a couple of years no. ago still have one or two good ones on That last record was really questionable, though. I mean, yeah. the 15-minute yeah. song about the You're Titanic. Right. Panic. That's just yeah. fucking weird, dude. That's just weird. Like, I know he's Dylan, but somebody's like, I'm Bob. Uh, you know, this Titanic thing's really kind of been done, like, a lot. Like, do you really want to put a 15-minute song about the Titanic? I just saw Why a movie Titanic I need to do. always have to be so long? No. Why? I don't know. It was something that seemed to happen so fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you that fucking ship actually sank faster than that movie took to be. Yeah. Oh, of course it did. Yeah. Huh. Oh. <laughs> Dylan, the Titanic. What have you guys been up to? <laughs> uh, Phil and I actually were gone for the weekend up at a local music festival. Oh, yeah, Curtsy played. Shidek. Yeah, uh, for, the, for the audience that may have no idea what that is, you were describing it to me earlier. How would you describe the Shidek Music Festival? So it's like festival's probably a big stretch. Mm. Festi festival's pretty accurate. And you guys I mean, played this was, with your band, Curtsy. Yes, it was three days long. Of music, the the music is mostly at night. It starts about as you know five o'clock. It goes pretty late. It goes till about midnight or so. A um, lot of bands, all local, I think, like this area. But great stage, sounded excellent. Um, and it's just sort of like a bohemian redneck Woodstock mm -hmm. kind of. I mean, it's like you, it, but very all, small. Anybody listening to this, we're not talking about yeah, yeah, freaking yeah. a few hundred people. Yeah, this ain't Coachella. This yeah, is yeah. like no, a no. small uh, yeah, yeah. grassroots yeah, yeah. thing. Few, like a couple hundred people, I would say, probably what 200 uh, yeah, people, I would say, something like I would that. Just say two, 250. Um, and it's all centered around this restaurant bar in the middle of nowhere in the de California desert. At you know, about a yeah, this ain't beach summer, yeah, southern it's, it's California, it's like two hours mm -hmm. from the beach inland, which I know sounds weird to say for anybody that's never been here, but that means you go up and over mountains and down to this yeah. valley, and there is nothing you don't the cell phones don't work there. There's no you might Wi -Fi. you're in California, but you might as well be in Arizona or Nevada yeah. or Utah. There are no showers, like you shower in a creek. I mean, it's rural. what I've what I've been told about that event in that area is it's one of those. You know how sometimes with California, it's weird where you don't have to go too far to feel like you're very far away. Uh, and I've been doubt. told people feel like, dude, I feel like I'm in a different state. Yeah, you, you know? do, and yeah. you. I mean, you really do. And again, you have no way to connect back with civilization because you have no. You really have to. It's phones off. You know, you don't look. You don't have your phone on you. It's it, which is kind of cathartic. It felt good. But it's cool. It's all set around this bar and grill, and there's music and people just party. And it's kind of one of those anything goes. I mean, mm -hmm. it, there's every kind of person you can imagine doing whatever the fuck they wanted to do. And as long as you're being cool and not being an asshole, they're What's cool. the craziest thing you guys saw there? I'm going to go with the naked woman peeing on a rock. <laughs> that's not bad. That, yeah, that's pretty impressive. Just like a zombie on drugs, but... Not me, the woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of those. I'm going to go with the, sh the shaman who walked up to me, introduced himself as a shaman. He was wearing a some sort of skirt and a staff and a beard. And he walks up to me and he said, like, I don't know, like, my name's Shaman Todd or something. <laughs> he and said Sean. And he, 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 it might have been. And he was like, hey, Shaman Sean. He's like, I have mushrooms. That was his introduction to me, and I was like, "Yeah." And, and usually, a good note of a rule friend. of thumb with shamans are if they have to tell you they are one, they're not one. <laughs> and then his buddy behind him walks up and goes, "And I'm naked, man." And I was like, 
I made a joke. Oh, that's funny. Now, are these locals? You're not Shaman you're not, Todd and Naked Man, I, or I were they know. there for the event? This was or? the extent that's of my screen, conversation man. with Shaman Todd and Naked Man. And I, <laughs> naked Man was also wearing a similar getup, and I was like, oh, interesting name, but you're not naked. And he goes, I will be. And then they just walked How away. How many times did you hear the story about weed falling from the sky? Oh, yeah. So get this. <laughs> so this is a really, this is fucking funny. And th- yeah, this was, this was the topic of conversation. And I had this conversation from everybody that was there, which is dozens and dozens and dozens of people. So on the other side of the mountain, this basically this bar is wedged in this little valley between these two mountains. I use mountains very loosely, like glorified hills. But it's in this little valley. Well, on the other side of the valley, apparently, is a huge weed grow operation. Naturally. That one of the cartels yeah. in Mexico grows weed there. So the first day of the festival, Friday, the day we played, the feds raided this grow operation. So in order to raid it, they tore out all these weed plants, and they're carrying them by helicopter in these big bales, and they have to fly it back to, to wherever they're going to destroy it. Well... One of the bales wasn't tied on very well, and as they're flying over Scheidegg, over this festival that is filled with people just, like, full of weed. That have prayed for this their entire life. Yeah, (laughs) this will be, this is, like, the last story they tell on their deathbeds, and trees of weed are just raining down from this this bale that's not tied onto and like that's every single person as you walk around the campsites every single person have like these weed broken weed branches tied up and if you <laughs> even so much as glance at it you're in for the story of the the raining weed <laughs> that's hey, amazing and, you, and most of them will tell you two or three times hey man to tell you down uh, rain weed yeah you told me five minutes <laughs> yes. ago because you're still fucking shaman high from that shaman weed. for whatever it's worth though if shaman todd shaman predicted todd. that you may want to get in with whatever religion he's going for because it's like yo there's some dude named shaman todd saying he's going to make weed rain from the sky and when it, <laughs> and did, it did for a second i'd be like oh fuck no because if know? he had predicted that he would have had a following already <laughs> they just people they just follow him around yeah, they, they, shaman todd would have just been shortened into god <laughs> <laughs> wow that is that is remarkable so you've played a very interesting outdoor absolutely event. but the cool thing was there were a lot of different types of music most of you know like Everything you could imagine. I mean, what was a band, favorite, what a, favorite band you saw over the weekend? Because a lot of local oriented acts are at this thing. Yeah, right? probably a man. There's some good bands. Probably a band called Rubberneck Lions that are a local band. Right. They're they're really mm. really a good band. And they're kind of they got a lot of interesting creative stuff going on. I bet they fit the environment uh, really well. Three piece you know? psych thing yeah. going on yeah. really well. But Shaman Todd was yeah, loving life. People were. I mean, like when we were playing, people were dancing their balls off. Like cool. Yeah, it, was, it was cool, man. Well, I guess have we didn't see it, but there was a New Liberty pseudo reunion improv jam. I guess that was really good too. All four dudes. I didn't Dustin see Dusty there. there. Yeah. Um, I think Waldo might have played drums, or I'm Interesting. not really sure. Yeah. Fascinating. Oh. I did see Armand play the national anthem on guitar, which was pretty incredible. Oh, that's cool. It sounds like a good time. I mean, just yeah. to be hanging out with your buddies outdoor in a camping setting, because yeah. how often in this day and age are you really anywhere where your phone literally doesn't work? Yeah, I does mean, that's that's a in itself kind of a... Not one know, computer, not it. one television. I mean, and you just, when you go there, you have to accept that, okay... I need to embrace this. I can't, you know, it's like, I don't have a phone. I don't have a TV. I might as well just really fucking go for it, which is why people probably get really fucked up. And there are just no rules. There's just no law enforcement. There's no law, no no cops. It's like that Triumph song, no rules in the animal kingdom. (laughs) 
we we've toured a lot and and done some crazy shit and been around some crazy shit and i would venture to say that i've never seen more drugs in my life than i did this week no okay and it, it's every it's kind of getting a reputation for that i don't know if we should talk about that but at least locally around here that was first started as this fun let's go to an out-of-town bar and sort of have this outdoor party a couple years ago but now when you hear people talk about it they don't say i can't wait to go see all these bands or i can't wait to camp they say dude you fucking like drugs are legal man like and so people almost try and up the ante this is what i hear at least you know i don't have experience in it go but I people all it, kind it of bring something to create this yeah. sort of like yeah, you know that's, that's not that, those are mm. that's not hyperbole because it's man. not <laughs> like some huge festival in a parking lot somewhere where there's going to be cops i mean it's like yeah. almost like a almost like it almost sounds like an adult like when you're a teenager and one, the kid throws the concert in his backyard with a bunch of local yeah. bands you yeah, know exactly yeah it was it was fun. I mean, that was a bit of phenomenon growing up. At least at, at our age, I remember like every kid would have a story about the buddy that threw a concert in his yard. You yeah, know, like we, that was really yeah, popular. We had that in you know? too. I yeah, that. that's awesome. Well, excellent, Dan. Up to anything exciting? Obviously, it doesn't sound like you went in the woods and did drugs. I you did know? not hang out with Naked Man or Shamatan. <laughs> uh, what I are you do, doing this weekend? Uh, <laughs> hanging out with Shad and uh, you know, Shad. 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 Naked Man. <laughs> I'm sure they Shad. don't have phones, but I got their smoke. My name signal. is Todd. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna talk in semaphore. But you may call me shot. <laughs> I I tried unsuccessfully to watch uh, a million ways to die in the West. Did you go see it? No. Well, I saw it. I didn't go see it. Did you steal it? I, I stole half an hour of it, and it was so bad I gave it back. It was oh, that bad, huh? Unbelievably bad. <laughs> Man, you know a movie is bad when you spend the time to illegally download it and you're like well fuck this, fuck this so, so I mean I mean, honestly I mean I've it, it seems like it could be a really funny raunchy comedy it was not that it didn't make you laugh I mean I got a couple chuckles but like after a half an hour I was like I, I don't give a fuck it's not funny the writing wasn't good the jokes weren't funny yeah, I've, I've Did literally Seth heard... Seth MacFarlane write that whole movie? I Seth MacFarlane so. and Alex uh, Sulkin, right? Wow, they don't usually no, steer us wrong at all. No, exactly. That's why I was like, I'll, I'll give it a shot, even though knowing Although, what everybody else said. Kai has the controversial take of not liking Ted. Yeah. Which is not just funny. fucking insane. Not a funny movie. See, but I liked it. So I was like, maybe Yeesh. this will be good, too. No, nope, I don't know, good. man. You know. <laughs> There's an element to you, Kai, and I dearly love you. You're one of my best friends on planet Earth. But if enough people tell you something's awesome, something deep within your psyche That's says true, there's man. no way. I saw Ted early on, and I was pumped. And before there was a hype, and everyone was talking about how fucking funny it was, I was really stoked on that. I it think was... it's a fun movie. That's a good movie. That's Ted's cool. funny. I, I disagree. The chick I took a shit on the floor. <laughs> That's a great That's scene. Gold. <laughs> that is gold, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> His girlfriend cleaned it up. Yeah. yeah it's... <laughs> Yeah, it's good stuff. It's, it's, I mean, there was a couple of lefts. You know what? Uh, speaking of, you know what I also did this weekend was I watched Neighbors. Oh, mm. did you really? Did not really like it. It was okay. It was very average. I laughed very hard a couple of times. Okay. But I, it, it was like 90 minutes at most, and I could not wait for that fucking movie to end. No kidding. See, yeah. I thought it, I didn't think it was a masterpiece, but I really did, I, I really did like it. I did find a lot of jokes in it. I didn't think it was a masterpiece, but I yeah. thought it was a funny movie. One of the funnier movies I've seen in the theater. I wasn't like, it's a classic, but yeah, there was a couple times where I, I laughed out oh, loud. Oh, no, there hard. was a few good laughs, but most of the time I was just staring at the screen and like they would make a joke and just be like, Really? Yeah. I thought the raunch was way misplaced. It wasn't good. Like some of it was great, some of it was fucking funny. Ra it was raunchier than I expected. Okay. I didn't think see, it was going to go those there. Dude's movies and it's, mm -hmm. I, mean, I feel like Nick Stoller, who wrote and directed it, I, or he at least directed it, 
he just always makes these movies that are kind of funny. He saving Sarah Marshall, get him to the or forgetting Sarah Marshall, get him to the Greek. He did Yes Man. It's like movies that you watch and you'll laugh once or twice, but the story is nothing. You know, it's odd and, that you say that. I do agree with you on Get Him to the Greek and Saving Sarah Marshall. It's like for, both of those. What's that? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, sorry, yes. Both of those movies have moments that are yeah. like really funny, but it's nothing that I want to go see again. That's just how I know? felt about this. Okay. Exactly the I same. I thought this was a little better than those two, but I, 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 can, I can get that stance for sure. Um, interesting. Neighbors. Sorry. See, there's yeah. proof that I, and, and no one told me, you're the only one that told me that was funny, and it was, there were good moments, don't get me wrong. But. See it in the theater? Uh, no, I did not. Hmm. Okay. I think I always tend to like movies a little more when I see them in the theater. Yeah, see, I'm not that way. I like to be on the comfort of my own. I mean, if it, unless it's like a big ass blockbuster, like like I wouldn't want to have seen Godzilla at home. Yeah, but a I comedy, I want to miss the Avengers in the theater. Yeah, thing yeah. Like that. That's I I know I blew the Avengers I because that. I mean I like the yeah. Avengers, but I I don't I know no one that's like it's okay, and I'm the it's okay guy. But then I'm like I watched it like at home months after it came out, after a hundred people told me it was badass. You know, blowing it. Yeah, I blew that one bad. Yeah, you win, you win some, you lose some. Yep. Yeah, these things happen. Mm-hmm. You know. I also finished Orange is the New Black season two. You still, you still on that? Uh, I have caught quite a bit of that. And uh, I, first off, Orange is the New Black, it, this Netflix TV series, is the new chick show. Oh, yeah. it is. It is. Right. There is not a. The women are just there. That underground woman communicative system is in high gear on this one. I mean, women all over are just like they just because girls when they hear that this could be a girl thing, they they, love that. they go for it. <laughs> and and this show is just taken off in that that element. And it's I, I, I sounds like women want to get their pussy eaten a lot more by other. And women there's a lot women. there's a lot of lesbian stuff yeah. in it. And and Dan probably got directed to it because his lady's in it, Laura Papon. You've been a no, that was that was just a bonus. I mean, I was going to watch it anyway. But, but that's then. your girl. Oh yeah. I mean, you go you 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 know. And it, what's her? Which her. character is she? Alex. She's oh Alex that seventies that seventies uh-huh. show. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big show. fan of hers. Yeah. What I've caught and I've caught it intermittently. I haven't watched it in big chunks. I haven't like watched every single minute of every single episode. I felt like the first season was better than the second season. Interesting. And, and again, I'm not. And I've read some stuff where a lot of people are saying the second season's much better it, it seemed to get a little darker and a little more serious in the second season yeah. it seemed more of like a black comedy in the first season not black <laughs> as in tyler perry but dark <laughs> dark comedy you know you know um you know what i mean uh so but the second season <laughs> tyler seemed, perry's orange is the new black <laughs> yeah second season sounds was seemed a little it's more the new white do you, what do you think of it ultimately i mean it's, i think it's definitely better it's it's less fanciful although it's still very fan- like jail's not fucking like that it's not yeah prison is not that way but yeah. it's it was sign me up yeah. yeah yeah like yeah if you go to prison Laura Papon is not going to be eating another chick out for your enjoyment, you know, during because recess. If she was, I would be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd kill you all now. That, the That's same a, lady made Weeds, right? Did you, yes. Did, were you yeah. a fan of that show as well? Uh, I got through, I think, the first season and I just kind of, meh. But you know what's interesting about I, the Orange? I watched is, most of it. It fell apart. Yeah. Orange is New Black is actually, the concept at least, is based off a lady that it's went... A, 
to yeah. jail. It's a book. She wrote a book. book. She wrote a book. And then, of course, now they just you know, ran with a story. But the concept of a girl who you wouldn't think going to jail is it, kind of bizarre. You know, like that's actually. And now, look, she who fucking. knew that going to jail would be the best thing that ever happened to her? <laughs> right. She committed a crime. And I don't think she. It was years before she did time. She was like running drugs with like her lesbian girlfriend. Started a straight life. The crime came back up. She got busted for it. Straight life sexually or straight life morally both both, both. um you know odd, odd you say that and then ends up going to jail for a year or so and goes to like a minimum security prison comes out writes a book book becomes really popular book gets you know uh licensed to be a show and the show's is per, 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 preposterous nothing you know it's right. it's it, it, you know what i mean but point being is like look at that she committed a crime and all it's done for, for one year in a minimum security prison has now allowed her to have a best-selling book and I'm sure got a couple bucks for the TV show. She probably has some type of deal where there's a small percentage, even if it's like 2%. She's getting an, an EP credit. Or yeah, and now, like she's, and now she's on the speaking circuit like a motherfucker because oh, yeah. yeah, women groups talks. all over want her to come and like, oh, Orange is New Black's based on her, you know. TED Talks. And, it's the, and the character, smartest thing he did was they used her name in the show. Yeah. So Piper it's not- Chapman. It's like Piper. Yeah. Like, you know, so it is actually the character's name's Piper and the lady that this actually happened to is Piper. So if you watch the show, it's like, dude, we got Piper from orange is black. She's going to be speaking at this group. You know, it's crazy. I mean, would you, would you, Wolf of Wall Street shit, same thing. Would you go to jail in a minimum security place? Okay. If you could emerge with a career that's financially successful. Nope. You wouldn't. I I say yes. I I wouldn't because I'm scared of, Jail. Me too. My fear far yeah, away is that prospect. You did say minimum security. This isn't like Mexican Minimum security, mafia, but a no, guy's joint is no. still going to be a little more hardcore than a girl's joint. Yeah. I'm, sc- I'm scared of jail. Yeah, I'm too, I'm I will f- openly admit it's I'm one of my big fears. Fragile. Me too. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have yeah, that. You guys right. even haven't visited a jail either. Yeah, I have. Have you? <laughs> yeah. Well, you haven't couple. I don't think I've, I have. I've visited a couple of jails. I don't think I have. <laughs> I was family when, <laughs> when I know what you're talking about, and when you visited someone you knew in jail, I was scared for you. Like I was just like I was like freaked out. Like oh man, what's what's Dan do? Does he like wait in the lobby? Like does he sign paperwork? Like that's just that's yeah, not for that. me. And just think, now you know what she was going through. It's just like I don't think it was even that fun. <laughs> yeah. Just I just I I value my. It was like a, that without the head. Yeah. Just being in a room where hey you are not allowed to leave this room. Like that, that freedom is gone. Like that's, that's a crazy thought for me. You I just, eat, when we tell you to eat, you yeah. work out, when we tell you to work out. How do you think the show would have you done like your, on a more traditional medium? Always. Like if it was on USA or ABC or. It would have done anywhere near as well. I yeah. Know. Well, a they, big part of the buzz about it, it is that it's Netflix and then in their new hotness buying all these shows. It would turn, and beyond that, it would turn into more of a comedy because they just couldn't use the language right. or get naked. Plus Netflix put the, the money titties. in. Yeah. And yeah. then if, it's very HBO. Yeah. It's very HBO, and That's what you know, going for. you know, and 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 my one of my favorite seasons of The Wire, season two. One of the prison guards is one of the dock workers on The Wire, season two. Oh, Nikki. Yeah, um, yeah the main guy, yeah. kind of like the main guy, but he plays a real douche in this show. So ultimately, right. honestly, I, I'm kind of digging it. But it's it is it is it is so. 
it's such a female world and that goes without saying that it's a that it's a, a, a women's prison but even the show and the things they deal with it, it gets to be after a couple episodes you know just like if a girl watches professional wrestling you know like it's like there's only so much of it before they're like yo this that is doesn't happen this is just a guy thing you know i did you get that at I all i mean like, yeah i mean like you just get you, there's like there's no guys in it except for like prison guards yeah mm-hmm. I, and obviously they did a lot of stuff to advance the plot that couldn't ha- not couldn't happen probably doesn't happen mm. you know it's it's a, it's a tv show it's fantasy yeah like the guy the prison guard who hates lesbians turns his back when a girl who is a lesbian is basically about to get murdered she doesn't get murdered but she you know it's an attempted murder situation and like the girl like a season later is like i know what you could have helped me and you didn't he's like i don't know what you're talking about let me tell you if you're in a minimum security prison and a prison guard literally turned his back on you and you came from a wealthy family like this girl does the day you got out of that motherfucker you'd be like on the phone with lawyers senators because she this particular character isn't like a street girl that she's got connections where she could sue this prison into the ground over that incident alone yeah. you know so i just there's some unrealistic stuff like yeah. that it is a television show exactly, exactly. it's not Sorry. it's not portraying <laughs> purporting to be a, a real show about it's true. real prison oh i think it's the fun. california prison system is actually in a lot of that kind of trouble right now right lawsuits and what have you oh yeah well this because there was a big fbi sued. uh bust on mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the Los Angeles County. Yeah. Uh, Sheriff's or was Department. it with yeah. LA County? Yeah. Okay. They just actually like arrested a few of the deputies for, because the FBI actually planted a informant in there, and the deputies no found the cell phone and mm-hmm. you know tried to like hide him from the FBI, and then there were some incidents where the deputies were going to the FBI agent's house and making threats. And wow. the reality know, is, I think those threat. prisons, it, it, probably all over the world, but in America, especially t- technology, again, we always go back to it, but the internet and cell phones and all that stuff has changed things so much that you just can't get away with what you used to get away with. And I bet you for decades in this country, things happen in those prisons that those prison guards could do whatever they oh, fucking yeah. Shawshank. I was just say, you saw Shawshank. Yeah. It was a great documentary. Yeah, I mean, beating oh. guys, killing guys, selling drugs. They could cover up whatever the hell they wanted, you know? Yeah, and sure. now I think it's, again, I'm sure, I'm sure they still get away with whatever the hell they want, but you just got to think that it's a little bit of a different beast, you know? And there's probably guys that worked at prisons and jails that are like old men now that are like, my God, if anybody knew what I did. But I think it's, it works in reverse too where now the criminals can communicate in ways, you know, codes, whatever, with emails quick and probably, you know, if you're a guard and you're fucking with somebody that is top of a, some gangster food chain, all of a sudden, you know, they could send somebody to your family before you even get yeah. out. Yeah, it's, probably a, lot, it's a, probably a lot easier to get information before those prison guards. If you, if you were some poor dude living in the city and you went to jail and you got roughed up by a prison guard, you're just going back to that same scumbag life or yeah. city and that, that guy is living two hours away in a completely different world and there's just no way you'd have no way of even finding this guy short of following home from work now you got the guy's name he just tells somebody on the outside yeah yeah you can look this guy up facebook all those social medias i mean you you can just i mean you can google earth dudes i mean there's so many things i think you could do now that didn't exist you know it's kind of interesting it makes i wonder if it makes prison guards be a little just slightly more wary of Hey, this is somebody who I could connect to me. You yeah, know? it's just crazy. So therefore, I'm not gonna like smash the cartel guys with a hammer because I'm having a bad Wednesday. You know, 
Yeah, so to answer your question, no, I would not go to jail. <laughs> nope, me either. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I'm changing John? my answer to no. Uh, how long do I have to go for? <laughs> <laughs> year. Minimum 13, security, 13 but year. We'll give you the Piper Kerman deal. Uh, 13 months. That's a, I, oh, I have a cousin that had to go to jail for eight months, I think. Mm-hmm. DUI related, but it sounds bad, but I... Th- I I would be tempted to take that deal, dude. I mean, what you are we really talking would, millions, huh? right? Oh no, no! I was just talking like just like a what? I like, can be a writer for the rest of my life. Yeah, well, just comfortable. That. Like I don't know, like how much uh, for the rest of your life you'll make. You'll make what you make now. Oh no! no. Yeah, but that's not a gift. <laughs> well, how about how about a hundred k for the rest of your life? You'll tax free. <laughs> oh god, hundred k a year. Such a businessman. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Uh, no, nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Not for 100K. No. Nah. Yeah. Now, if you made that a million dollars a year, I think I would have to reconsider. <sighs> One nope. million dollars a year. You, oh, But a year of yeah. your life. What I'm happens in there, man? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because yeah, you go in, but we're not saying what could happen in there. Yeah, no. You, you yeah. still have to survive it. Yeah, you yeah, still have to survive it. Yeah, but it's minimum security. I mean, they can't have prisoners dying constantly. Maybe if it's like a that white color, you know. And when I say white collar, I mean white people prison. <laughs> Bernie Madoff's your son. No, but, I mean, you know, all, all comedy aside, dude, I mean, in prison, it, it gets broken from what I know, from what TV has told me. I mean, race is a huge thing and things get oh, broken yeah. down by race and you could be a completely, you're not a racist at all. You have no problems with other ethnicities, but you literally have to roll with the white guys yeah. because there's so much racism in there. Because if you don't, then- They'll kill then you. they'll hate you too. Yeah. And then everyone will hate you. You think you want to be the white guy who just hangs out with the black guys and then the crazy skinhead white gang Work is like, Robbins. that's the, I mean. Dude, for a million a year, you'd have plenty of money to get those Swazi tattoos removed as soon oh, as you get God. out. <laughs> God, imagine somebody holding you down and giving you a swastika oh, tattoo. Branding yeah. it. Yeah. There's, and then other the worst guys. things are going to give you when they hold you down and <laughs> yeah. then a swastika tattoo. Totally. Get that shit sewn up. <laughs> uh, oh. yeah god this is a dep- yeah. <laughs> yeah. just go ahead and do that now this is just a depressing podcast oh, man. man like seriously no, so no jail no or prison yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i think i just take my chances being poor i mean it's gotten me by so far you know i mean like, yeah it's working so far yeah i've yet to been forced to have a <laughs> you know <Eek>. yikes <laughs> you know you have to be forced Okay, well, I've real yet quick. to be forced. I've all, it's all, all my anal all sex has been willing. Speaking of prison movies <laughs> or TV shows, what are the best prison? Because there's a genre. I mean, prison TV and movie is an actual subgenre. I mean, I think it goes without saying the all-time best, but what's the best prison movie ever? The Great Escape. Blood in, blood out. The Rock. Uh, what about fucking Shawshank Redemption? That's one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah, ever made. You said the great. You said the thing. You made me pick one. I would have gone there. You'd take the greatest escape over Shawshank. Yes. You think that? Wow. Which one's really? the James Gandolfini one, where it's the military prison? Last Castle. Yes, that's Thank a good you. movie. That is a good oh, one I too. Seen that one. Oh, wow. Green Mile. Great. Green Mile's great great prison. Movie. Another Stephen King one. Mm-hmm. Escape from Alcatraz. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, really dude. good. Yeah. <laughs> the Rock. I, the, dude, The Rock's a great yeah, action movie. Yeah, American Me. That guy. American Me. That's good. Yeah, it's a classic. See, prison's not that bad. 
It's <laughs> totally like, this isn't like The Rock at all. <laughs> You're not Edwards James almost. Yeah. <laughs> Prison Break was a decent TV show. I well, liked the, it. I liked the first season okay. a lot. Yeah. Unfortunately, has it, have, am I going to spoil anything if I... Was, I, I, I haven't seen it. I've thought about it. I thought about it. Okay, I watched like, the pilot and I thought this is somewhat exciting, but I've heard that's one where he said after the first season, like, don't even go to the second season. Yeah, the season. first season was awesome, but the first season is one of those things where the end of it Basically, the the what happens at the end of it, the the finale of the first season, is such that they have a hard time figuring out where else to go with the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I because I watched the first two seasons, and the second one was a struggle. It the almost gives it away boring. in the title, like Prison Break. You would assume <laughs> at one point there is one. There are a lot of seasons of that. Yeah, Hilarity yeah, ensues. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like how long? Like Prison Break we'll season believe. three. When are they going to break out? You know what I mean? Like, hey, man, 24 is still going. And think about that. That's a true. thick premise. Have you guys ever seen Let's Go to Prison? I haven't. Will Arnett, right? How was it? It's what you'd expect, but I, I laughed. Yeah. That was pretty funny. <laughs> have you seen that, Phil? I have not. Oh, man. Hmm. It's pretty funny. Is that like a Dax Shepard movie too? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So There's a great prison that. scene in 22 Jump Street. One of the best scenes in the whole movie. Pretty good. How'd you feel about that? Eh. Yeah. I like, you like the first one. I love yeah. the first. I thought the first one was funny. First one's, in my opinion, a, a modern comedy yeah. classic. Second one, it was just to me the jokes were pretty redundant. It was like the same jokes, not quite as funny, and it, it, they they missed the first one. I felt like they were completely making fun of like tools and being tooly. And now they, they kind of forgot that they're doing that and they just became kind of tooly and douchey. And the trailer wasn't. looked funny. I mean, I know yeah. that's an easy... But the trailer had most of the funny jokes. Still haven't seen it. you got to uh, see that. Yeah, I'm blowing. I haven't had anybody tell me that was it's a bad just movie. It's cra- just I'm telling yeah. you, you'll you like laugh. It. It's very funny. You th- that, see, that's why you think neighbor, movies like Neighbors are the funniest comedy you've seen in a while because you don't see the see. really good comedies. Okay, okay. fair <laughs> enough. Um, I did see a great documentary recently. Um, have you seen Trash that John Millionist John Millius documentary on Netflix? No. Oh, there's a whole two-hour documentary about the director John Millius, who, if if you don't know who he is, he was he was ran with all the big directors like Lucas and Spielberg. They're all from the same time period, but he was he was off the beaten track. He was different than them. Yeah. He wasn't like a hippie. He was sort of like a gun-toting, just this this crazy over-the-top character. But they made a whole movie and they got all interviews from. All those guys. So it's not like a cheap documentary where like someone's telling you about Steven Spielberg hanging out with him. Yeah, it's they're talking to Steven Spielberg, and I think it's a Netflix original. It's like a documentary. It's it's tremendous. Even if you're not into acting or directing or anything like that, it's worth seeing because this guy is such a character. But your George Lucas is talking about how like dude, like he almost like stuck. Like we were like geeks. He was the guy that would break the gun out at the party and like stick up for us. Like he. Was like the he's th- a wild character. It's called Milius. And a few people talk about. Him. Yeah. And he's done a couple movies that you and I are big fans of. Yeah. You know, he was involved in the writing of Dirty Harry. Mm-hmm. He wrote the Apocalypse Now script. Like Francis Ford Coppola directed it, but he wrote it. You know, just wild character. Conan the Barbarian, yeah. and just just crazy. Just cr- really good documentary. One of those ones where you see a documentary, like man, that's fascinating. The times that these guys lived in. George Lucas, Steve Spielberg, John Milius, and Francis Cor- Ford Coppola. Steve Spielberg, you're on. You're on Steve. <laughs> Steve Spielberg. Spiels. Steve. You know, Spiel. All these Spielsy. dudes, they were going to college Spielsy. together at the same time. Like in the late 60s, like literally the most influential directors of all time literally all rolled together. Yeah, like talking about like going to Tommy to Burger and shit. Yeah, USC, like, that whole USC film school. Gone. Yeah, like what, what? I mean, what was that like? You know, like, you know, these guys that would go, I mean, 
Are you even wondered, did they even know that beyond the effect that they'd have on film and society for that matter, these are some of the richest human beings on planet Earth. And it's a time film for Ever. Yeah, at the time they were in pop culture. Yeah, and they all had like their epics. Like, oh, yeah. like you know, I, yeah, I know it didn't work like this, like, but did, you know, the Crystal Skull. Yeah, <laughs> did, were, did, were they sitting yeah, there thinking skull, like, I'm going to make this movie about <laughs> space. It's going to be called Star Wars, and the next guy's going to be like, oh yeah, well I'm going to make a movie about this adventure called Indiana Jones, and someone else will like, I'm going to make this movie about this Conan the Barbarian. Like, they're all just like, I'm going to make a movie about Nam, and they all ended up being like iconic <laughs> films. You it's know. True. That's that's wild to think about that. There's yeah. little periods of time and culture where it, it's all everything comes together at the right time, like where a scene just was meant to be, like grunge with yeah. Nirvana. You think about you know. how those bands, the grunge bands, I mean, so different. We I know we talked about this already, but just a band like Soundgarden and Nirvana and Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam, all four of those bands sound completely different and all came out of the same scene. Yeah. Yeah, but, but so it, that but, changed the world. But that creativity is yeah. there, you know? We've talked about it before, mm-hmm. like little moments, scenes in your own life where, okay, not on that level, but a scene where something, there's a creative energy a with a group of people, a buzz, you know? I mean, when I first moved out here, I had it with a local coffee house, the Teltron Internet Cafe. God willing, if you can even imagine the thought of an internet cafe. But the thought but, of Chris as a barista is better. Yeah, true, true, true. I was a barista. <laughs> you knew how to make one drink. That's, that's true, too. But you, you got coffee, and if it was a latte you got whipped cream on it and if it was a mocha you got chocolate and whipped cream and honestly nine out of ten people had no clue they just like whipped cream it's a latte you know what i mean like it's unbelievable true that's true that's all true literally one person called me out like this is a latte with chocolate okay <laughs> and your point people Five just bucks. didn't know but like i was part of a, when i came out here i was lucky enough to find a little scene like that that was very inspiring and creative and ideas that's where i met dan like yep. it was this little small little movement at a coffee house but there was so much energy and good people at the right time in their life where it all kind of came together when we when we went up to northern california we did a whole episode on castle solomite and, yeah. and the bay area scene Same but thing. that was a scene that you felt like yeah. things were happening you know and again all those bands were so different i mean yeah all different yet the yeah. energy and the creativity of the scene yeah. sort of you know ventura gets that i'd say like it it comes in a wave here there's a real good music scene here but it seems to come in waves like a couple years ago there was a bit of a rebirth of a music scene i thought you know yeah, and it does happen every so often yeah now it's on i think on the down a Problem little bit here, there's nowhere to play yeah but hopefully the garage will stay open uh, <laughs> a garage well, man, we've been all over the place this week. Very yeah. serious conversation really for quick, us. There's another movie I saw recently that was awesome called Under the Skin. It's a new, like, sci Porno. No. <laughs> it, though, though, it, it's not, but Scott Johansson does do full frontal nudity. Oh, oh yeah. We got it. Uh, Kieha, if you're listening. Oh, oh man. yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah, that's his girl. Well, there's your movie. But it's, it's a really, it's like really off the beaten path kind of artsy psychological thriller but it's fucking really cool. good cool. did yeah. you guys see the lego movie yeah yeah loved it that's my I, second I just rented it i haven't i was gonna watch oh. it tonight oh you're stoked it's good it's huh? my great. second favorite movie of the year I'm if excited. it wasn't grand budapest it would be my favorite oh grand budapest that's coming out on dvd like this week oh it's out it's this out. week it's last week <laughs> wow so fun mm-hmm. wow what a great one that is it's a winner grand budapest <laughs> hmm. somebody built that out of lego too yeah, we were talking about that. Right. Yeah. Grand Budapest or Royal Tenenbaums, if you had to choose one? Man. Well, we actually, I believe on the podcast, discuss our Wes Anderson, but Phil, oh. wait, 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 order them for us in, in, in your canyon of Wes Anderson films. Your favorite? Uh, my favorite is definitely Royal Tenenbaums. 
Hey. Rushmore. Okay. I did like the Darjeeling Limited. I'm not going to Oh, put one that. of those guys, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did Me back too. that one. I'm the backer. But, and I also liked Moonrise Kingdom. I know, which isn't a very bold statement, but. Oh, so good. No, I mean, none of them are bold. But you go right, ten, you go right. ten and bombs. It's, it's, it's order. Ten and bombs, artist. definitely number one. Yeah. Yeah. Ten and bombs. His movies, order wise, continue to baffle me. I, mean, I change my mind all the time, but I hold I my mind as much as I watch. I hold yeah. loyal to Rushmore as my number one because it's Great the girl movie. that brought me yeah. to I'm the trying dance. Too, because the same thing. That was my first. But, but Moonrise but Kingdom really took a fucking crack for and, me. And right. Budapest too. Yeah, and I feel like, like I said, I feel like he's doing. He is where. Uh, yeah, Fantasy Mr. Fox. Fuck. You know, that's, and, that's not and my favorite. Odd, oddly enough, no, Aaron uh, goes with Life Aquatic. Yeah, and let me I tell you, that it. one has that's a sleeper. That's all like because you can go back to that one maybe even more than some of the other ones and get different plots and meanings out of that one. It's a very subtle film, but oh, it's mm. so good. But man, yeah, he's just in his he's in his Tarantino period, I think, right now, where those two guys are just doing their. They're really important. Work. They can just do no wrong. I mean, just yeah. the hits keep coming with those guys. And I like the you know the same cast, like core cast. And, yeah, you know the Jason Swart, Jason Swartzmans, and the. I tend know, to be a fan Wilsons of that because if the, if you loved another movie, even if you get a different one, you still get that piece of that other movie that yeah, you know those absolutely. those those units. And we've talked about it, but that's becoming so popular in comedies, especially guys are working with their groups. There's the Farrell group, the Apatow group, the the Danny McBride group, the, even yeah, the Wes like, Anderson group. Really, oh, yeah. but it's always kind of been that way. I mean, look at Scorsese uses the same dudes. Tim Burton uses the same people. I mean, You're right. Shit. Yeah. Look at George Lucas. Tim Burton I mean, does use uh, a lot of the same I people. Mean, Harrison Ford is it's, uh, two iconic roles because George Lucas loved them so much, mm. and he's in American Graffiti. He's in everything George Lucas has ever made. Just about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think he. You I, think, I feel like if, as a director, if you find somebody, it's like with music, you find a producer, you find another musician that you can speak. You know, you're on the same page with. Yeah. Why make a well, record? It, bo- with it boils down to friends too. Yeah. If you get along with the person and you trust the person, that's who you want to fucking work with. If you're going to be making a movie and spending months at a time, or making a record, yeah. or being in a band and being in a van, well, you got to be with people that you enjoy. So if you oh, find absolutely. somebody you like. Sometimes it's like, why do we want to risk this? Harrison Ford, obviously, is Harrison Ford, but dude, Harrison's my fucking boy. We drink beers, we have a great time. He's never stiffed me. You know, we have a great conversation. Work well together. Yeah, work well together. I'm gonna work with him. Why would I? I mean, it would Absolutely. be like Christopher Nolan did the same thing. Yeah, even across genres. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, because and you know, because it, maybe it limits you sometimes in some ways of working with new people, but. Sometimes you go out there and you find out that new people ain't all that cool. You know exactly. what I mean? You're like, oh god, I really miss Even working in with music so-and-so. too. And you know, you say you're a singer songwriter and you have your, you know, your producer, your engineer, even your session guys you like, you know, even if just not going outside of that comfort zone is limiting you, but I feel like in music it's even more so yeah. people are, are are moving towards their clicks because I think what ends up happening is it, and now with music being so easy to record and all these different places and all that, back in the day it was all there's a lot of money floating around. You could fuck off. You could experiment more. Yeah. You know, yeah. you could be like, oh, the label gave it. me this money. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna try a new producer. I'm, I'm gonna do this. I need to grow. I need to do and this. And we've got six months to make a record, so fuck yeah. it. If this producer doesn't work out, we'll fire yeah. him. <laughs> now it's like, hey, you know, that we're taking every dollar we have to, to work on this or we have a buddy who's doing it for next to nothing that well, there's no time to fuck off there's no time to like hey if, if kai's a great bass player and we're producing this record i want to bring kai in because i trust him and i know he's gonna be able to do it versus it's nice that you know somebody but if they don't work we've lost a day and yeah. we're paying john for five days exactly. there's no sixth seventh day to work on it so i mean i, I think 
entertainment in general. You're just seeing people working with people they're comfortable with. Nobody has time. They're team sports now. Exactly. Yeah. Which is difficult to break in. You almost have to, if you're breaking into music or movies or whatever it is, it's almost like you have to come with a click. But once it's almost you get, like, yeah, but you, but once you get in, you're in. Yeah. Or, yeah, or bring a click. Yeah, it's, it must be hard to just be, you know, uh, even with Betting on Baker, the movie we did when we did auditions, we found so few people through from those open auditions. Number one, because we're making a movie with no money and how you, the quality of talent you're going to get for a $50 a day gig is not going to be the quality of talent you get for a $500 a day gig. But regardless, a lot of the people we used were people that Aaron and I knew and liked. The, the director liked, the producer liked, you know, I, they were people that you could trust. You know, they weren't going to not show up or, or burn you. There wasn't a lot of great talent out there that wasn't already connected. So it would suck to be a talented person and be like, I can't get hired to be in any studio gigs or get in any movies or get the recording gig because I'm just not tied in with the, with the group, you know? It's true. Yeah. You could always just go to prison. <laughs> I mean, if you get let's go to prison. <laughs> I, this episode has to be titled "Let's Go to Prison." <laughs> right, <you know? laughs> well, I mean, very interesting conversation this week. We're a little all over the place, but you we know, were. Phil brought a very serious side to the podcast. He's a serious man. I'm a deep, serious thinker. But he's not. That's what's not strange about that. <laughs> Phil is the new black. <laughs> yeah. He's actually one of the foulest guys I know. <laughs> Way to leave the raunch at home, Phil. Jesus. <laughs> he made Nate's joke. Yeah, he did. I believe there was a black comedy joke in there. Yeah, well, hey, we talked about prison movies. We talked about the World Cup. Talked about Orange is the New Black. Huh. Riveting. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. That's where the sadness started. His I think we talked about dead Dylan. Bob Dylan dying went right to prison yeah. and went right the to Dylan wormhole. Yeah. Now we're stuck with Jacob Dylan only. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Talk about, in my uh, humble opinion, one hit wonders in terms of records. I adore that one Wallflowers record. Bringing Down the Horse, I think, is 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 uh, honestly a quintessential record of that decade. And there was and, like a good hit on there too. Wasn't oh, there? dude, like yeah, three several. or four, dude. That that three I mean, Marlena's. Oh, and oh, that yeah, and that yeah. record's incredible. From I mean, it's a great, great record. I I remember at the time, I'm like, this is my new favorite band. And then like <laughs> I have literally just liked intermittently a song or two. You should have heard, listened to that solo record where he got the Bob Dylan hat. <laughs> oh, man. Well, folks, if you're out there, thank you very much for listening. We do appreciate it. I believe ratings have been going good, right, Dan? Yeah, been going in great. a good direction. A lot, of pe- a lot of people subscribing. Tell people to spread the word. Please retweet. Please share. When we post a new one, go for it. Where can people find the podcast, Dan, to subscribe? Uh, on iTunes. Uh, we'll, we'll be posting the link on the Twitter and the Facebook, or just search for us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice and subscribe. Mm-hmm. And our guest today, Phil. Phil, uh, are you on Twitter for people to follow you and be friends with you? Or are you a Facebook guy? I am a Facebook guy. I don't use that much either. My most used social media medium is just Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a so- anti-social one. You don't can really can people talk to follow people. you on Instagram? Or do you just it's use private. it to follow other people? Are you one of those guys? <laughs> you could if you wanted to. You're not going to be... Yeah. It exists only for yeah. you to follow other people and mock them. Yeah, well, it's not quite yeah. the Goldie. It's not the Goldie Twitter level. Okay. There's just nothing. Uh-oh. I still I have some what? posts on there, but oh yeah, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. But where can people find out? Again, we talked about Curtsy. It's a band that you are in with Kai. Where can people go to get some Curtsy music and follow what Curtsy's doing? Um, you can go to our SoundCloud page. We have like four songs posted on there. We have a Facebook SoundCloud. page. SoundCloud.com/slash Curtsy-music. Right. 
and oh, oh, Facebook. a hyphen. Ooh, yeah, you like that's that? dangerous. Them hyphens are dangerous. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't make it. Uh-huh. And, I was going to um, say, Kai, you Yeah, Curtsy Music on Instagram <laughs> and uh, Facebook slash Curtsy Music. Cool. Come check it out. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us today, Phil. Uh, I had a blast. Phil? Been waiting 30 episodes. So. <laughs> oh, well, well, you're welcome to come back next Shane time. Mack? Next time, back for 75. Zeke? Well, well, Some, like, <laughs> Asperger's kid from last week? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And 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 with one insult of another guest, Phil lays claim to an upcoming visit on the podcast. Next time we'll have you on. This is one of our ones where we get a little random and we just kind of kind of you know touch free a, flow. Yeah, free flow a little bit. So thanks for being here and insulting last week's guest. <laughs> Phil, would you take us out? Um, um, John, can I hear that that really sweet bossa nova? You got it, Phil. <laughs>